0: Welcome to the Bible for Worship at St. Paul Lutheran Church on this 18th Sunday after Pentecost when our scripture reading is written in the Apostle Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. Paul writes, If then there is any comfort in Christ, any consolation from love, Any partnership in the spirit, any tender affection and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or empty conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, to the interests of others let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus who though he existed in the form of God did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped but emptied himself taking the form of a slave assuming human likeness and being found in appearance as a human He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him even more highly and gave him the name that is above every other name, so that at the name given to Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work on your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for God's good pleasure. Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Apostle Paul's letter to the Philippians. One of the most warm, close, intimate of Paul's letters. And therefore, one in which he can be especially direct with his beloved community in Philippi. Here, he is addressing what he calls their Manner of life, if we look back to chapter 1, verse 27, and says, Be sure that it is worthy of the gospel. Apparently, it would seem that there were some who would frighten them out of that worthy manner of life. And given what we know about what Paul goes on to say and what else we know from his letters, the likelihood is. That they would frighten you by saying that if you are suffering you are not right with God and Paul knew better don't let that frighten you that's not the way it is because Paul knew that suffering is where his life and the life of the community intersect with Jesus life suffering is part of life it is neither punishment nor imperfection it happens and Paul knows from Jesus that God holds on to us through it If we take suffering in any other way, Paul says we lose the gospel and we chase other gods. And today's majestic hymn is the evidence that Paul brings. He probably brings it from the liturgy or from the community itself that might know this hymn from somewhere else. It's actually unlikely that Paul actually wrote this hymn. You notice in the text as it came up on the screen when I was reading this passage that it was formatted as a poem would be formatted because this has a strong poetic character, a strong hymnic character, singing praise to Jesus and to God for precisely the way in which Jesus responded to suffering. And Paul weaves this hymn into his encouragement to the Philippians. In the verses before the hymn, particularly in verse 3, Paul says, Do nothing from conceit. And the word for conceit is one that starts with the syllables keno. And then in the hymn, in verse 7, he says that Jesus poured himself out. And that word is also keno. So not conceit, but kenosis. And you can hear the echoes there. And again, in the next verse, in verse 8, just as Jesus was obedient, in verse 8, Now go past the hymn to verse 12, and Paul says, Just as you have been obedient, so now do these things. The obedience of Jesus and the obedience of Paul's community, drawn together. So that Paul's encouragement to the community in verses 1 through 4, and continuing in verses 12 and 13, wrap around this hymn about how Jesus Dealt with suffering with these two links, kenno and obedience, linking the encouragement from Paul to the content of the hymn. Because God will redeem and exalt this community and everyone who is caught up into the community of Jesus Christ. Just as God redeemed and exalted Jesus himself through his suffering from his death and exalted him to a new level of glory and to a name that is above every name. If God could do that with Jesus and his suffering, and as Paul is understanding God is doing with him and his suffering then he says to the Philippians you too in your suffering you can do the same hold on to this and God will hold on to you you have your salvation God has promised that God makes that certain God holds on to you you have your salvation he says in verses 12 and 13 despite the fear and the trembling that you experience as a result of this suffering at the moment you have your salvation and so give that salvation a workout it's usually translated Many people are familiar with this as work out your salvation with fear and trembling. But what could that possibly mean when Paul is expressing so confidently that God will hold you through suffering? What does it mean to work out your salvation with fear and trembling? There's nothing to work out. But if you have your salvation, if you have this gift, then in spite of your fear and trembling give it a workout get in there do everything that you can in the world and for the community for it is God who is at work in you for God's own good pleasure God holds you God works in you hold on to that promise God bless.